I was just getting, I was just getting it, getting it. Yeah. It's been a crazy summer already. Yeah. We're like, we're like at the midpoint. It's funny that we like we didn't cover so any movies for a while, and now it's just like, or movies that we thought were worth uh, covering. Mm-hmm. Now it's just like, oh, here's one, another one, another one. It's like, oh, 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 oh. And there's movies we don't want to cover, but I feel like we have to because it's the end of an like, era, and like they. Yeah, you know exactly. I was gonna say, and then there's the there's the trailers you make me watch. <laughs> like those are first amazing. Glance, first glance last week. They, that those are the greatest ones you could do. Just watching these trailers of things to come, yeah. things that they planned. But we're back in the Sony universe, which is amazing. Yeah, in the in the in the part of the Sony universe that's like the strongest part of the Sony universe. Is what I was gonna say, animated. Maybe the only part of the universe that deserves its own galaxy. Well, it's got lots of galaxies. Universes, galaxy, universes, multi plexus, many, many, money, more. Back at it again, like we never left. Coke and dank, dank and coke. We are deep. Lethal weapons. Hey, dank. Hey, coke. Did you know that Spider Man has a winter jacket made out of Mediterranean flatbread? It's a pita parka. That's not bad. That was almost nan 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 bread. <laughs> chai tea, chai tea, chai is tea. It's like saying tea tea. It's like saying bread bread. That was funny. Yeah, that was good. That was good. There was there was some, there was some moments in this. Some moments. This entire movie was a moment. If you hadn't figured it out, we're talking about the sequel to Miles Morales' adventures in Brooklyn. Spider-Man. What is this actual movie called? Spider-Man Across you know, the Universe? That's a good question. I don't even know. It's Across the Universe because the last one was Into the Spider-Verse. Now this is Across the Spider-Verse. All right, but it's another Spider-Man title. And we're now on like seventh Spider-Man movie? If we're counting these. Three, four, five, five six, of... seven, eight, nine. Ten. This would be the tenth. Wow, ten. So three in the three row Sam Raimi, two amazing. Right. Then three right. web. And then this is the second list. So three, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Jeez. What an embarrassment of riches. It's the last Spider-Man. And the thing about this property is they want to include the fact that all the other Spider-Man exist. Which is a hard choice to make and a hard thing to plan out. And yet, like they found an emotional way to tie in everything. And all the Peters in the best possible way. If you didn't know, we're going to tell you now, spoilers ahead, because we're talking about everything upside down, inverted, outverted, uh, webbed up, webbed over. Like we're going in because this movie was near. Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna spoil everything. Um, but before we do, just want to shout out some of our recent stuff. We did the first glance with the Craven the Hunter trailer last week. For that, can't wait. <laughs> I've never been so dead after a trailer. I watched the trailer and I was just like, <laughs> "What is this feeling I have?" It's, it's An- another character to the Sinister Six that is coming to the Sony hey, universe. You, you guys want to team up or something? Uh, we did the Kill Lock Volume 2. We did Gideon Falls Volume 2. 
We did Immortal Hulk Volume One. Those are all. That was a big one. Uh, before that, we did Guardians of the Galaxy, and our that was our last full episode. It was Guardians everything Guardians except for the video game? We didn't get to talk about the video game. That video game is amazing. It was so. And we get to talk about more comics. We both read like a couple comics, and it turned out finding some fun stuff. So we'll probably go back to that at some point. But that was three volumes too, and end of an era. Yeah, so era. it's nice that as all these eras are closing and ending and cluster fucking. I'm looking at you, Flash. It's really cool to see that something animated is just now starting to open up. Because if anything, this world has expanded far beyond my expectations coming out of the first one. Yep. I saw some people say, oh, you know, this is the this is the best Spider-Man. This is whatever. And then the re- some of the replies to it were like laughing at them like, um, how can I animate a Spider-Man be the best Spider-Man? That's ridiculous. It's like, well, I don't understand what, why that – I don't understand why that that's yeah. – that point's invalid because it's an anime movie. Anime movies are, like, we cover, how many DC movies have we covered now? 30-something? Yes. Animated like, movies. They're amazing. Yes. Like, some of them are amazing. Some of them are amazing. The majority are better than all of the live yeah. action. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to put uh, dollars to donut, we would probably say that the, the 90s X-Men cartoon has outranked most, if not all, of the X-Men live action movies. Oh, yeah. Easily, easily. There's, there's something about when you can understand a character through the writing, but then have the voice actor really like solidify who you believe that character to be. And more than not, you end up finding the right voice actor to the character with you, what you can do with the animation, as opposed to a live actor who is limited by what the technology or what the kind of direction of what the action is going to be, right? We're, we're talking about like imagination the comic books and kind of adventure and like flashy pages. So the easiest transition is to move from comic to animation, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. so what a, what a stupid argument. I, that yeah, is it was just some there. random comment that I saw through. It was just made, it just kind of made me think like, it gave me pause. I was like, well, what's, I don't understand. Why can't we not rank animated movies? I, like higher than live action just because live action doesn't automatically mean it's better it's ridiculous there's some there's some games that got converted into uh to media like castlevania for example i haven't watched the i haven't watched yeah. the tv show but apparently the show's amazing that wouldn't oh. work in live action yeah right? then the, the netflix yeah. uh animation yeah, apparently yeah. it's amazing and i don't think they would have been able to pull that off like some of the sony shows that are coming out this is on top because sony like some of the video game shows and stuff it's like why would you not make that animated like yeah it worked for the Last of Us because Last of Us is grounded, but I mean other shows like when they're talking about like Horizons, the game with like it, it's like in the alt future with giant robot dinosaurs. Why wouldn't you make that? Let's sure. make that animated. You're gonna. <laughs> I don't know why you wouldn't, but hey, to each their own. So I just wanted to put some respect on some an- animated movies, and when we're talking about animation, this is gorgeous. This God was damn, gorgeous. this was. Gorgeous. And when we talk about animation, this literally elevated the medium of animated films like they spent what seven years working on this uh five right five or six what was it no when the first one came out? it's 2018 right 2018 and then 19 so five years but even specific characters in this movie had their own animation team to work out how they were going to fit in this world like nothing actually fits everything has its own field and distinctiveness but everything is its own medium in its own animation right like the for me, the genius of this movie was we kind of get three intros. We get to see three days in the life of different Spider-Men as they're 
dealing with what happened, I guess, five years mm-hmm. ago. I don't know if they're in the same continuity with time breaking, but obviously Miles has grown, Gwen has grown, and we get to meet different Spider-Man across the universe. And they've also grown. They've been up to a lot of things. Yeah. So the, f- the fact that they keep giving us kind of a new comic to open up and you get to see the art style for that specific comic, it was such a such a fan move, such a smart move, and such a like a well thought out direction for what this is going to be, and this was amazing. This the strongest point, the strongest part of this entire movie was that animation. Is the animation and the look and the style, and just that is by far like even if you hated this movie, I don't know, I don't know how you could, I don't, I don't know who does, but I, even if you did, you can't say that it's not beautiful. It's Beautiful. like objectively yes. like incredible what they did. Uh, yes. We're talking about Spider, the different Spider-Man too. There's actually 280 Spider people shown, uh, <laughs> 95 of them unique and named, right? So like from actual comic books, and and some from the game too, right? They like were even smart enough to put their own. I'm gonna get yeah. We're uh, gonna get into that. Do we want to get into casting? Let's let's talk about this. Let's just, no, because we're already on the spot. But I was gonna say, like with so many Spider-Man, like there's so many different like the amount of voice actors that they got to do work on this, even if it was just a one liner, is insane it's in itself, yeah. right? Uh, well, because I was gonna go through I was gonna go through we can either do the casting or we can do the spider people. Do the spider people, and anytime you, you shout out one of them that are included, I'll try and remember that they have a real name and uh, we'll see if we can. Well, I guess Peter B. Parker is our mainline Parker, right? Jake Your Jake boy. Johnson. Who comes now with Mayday, which is an awesome is nod. It's the second one. And his follow-up. Like, he got a complete story. He got to fall back in love with Mary Jane, have a kid, but now is like, retired into being a dad. And I kind of appreciate that he's, like, super dad with the pink robe, and he's really all about his daughter, mm-hmm. but still trying to be a mentor to Miles. I've got a little thing later on where we'll talk about... Um... I was kind of going like stock up or stock down, like based on the last movie. So where they came yeah, from. Well, actually, sure. we can mix it all together. For him, I had him Peter Peter B. Parker. I had him like stock down. I was I was a little less. Oh. I liked his evolution, but I, there was less of him. Right. But I really liked him in the first one. Because fair, no, finish your thought. Because then I'll argue back what the thought is. I, no, I just I was stock just, up. I was just saying I, he was stock down for me just because of that. Like I liked <laughs> him in the first one. This one, he was just like. I don't know. I couldn't get a feel on him. It's like he didn't know what he wanted, but then he, I don't know. I, I wanted more of him basically is the thing. Like, so that's, yes. that was my, that was my gripe. It's like, I want more of him. A little so, less of Mayday. He doesn't have to bring her everywhere. She was cute. And it was fun, but. But he, but he does. And Mary J yeah. knew that. That's stock up. One, two, the point that you're saying I wanted more of him was exactly why I loved him. At a certain point, um, Miguel says, I've had enough of you and tries to send him back mm-hmm. home too so he get like that's how annoying he is and like he's still that type of charming like he's a like he's a swashbuckler charming right like he'll get annoying but eventually he'll hit the note that you need him to hit and he got to do that he got his one dramatic scene with miles in that boiler room where he's like man you helped me change my life like you helped me move forward and go for the things i wanted And I like, and I love you. Like you're like, I want my kid to be like you. Like there was that one heartfelt thing that made me feel so close to his evolution. And then immediately gets that rug gets yanked when Miles finds out how all these spider people were talking about him and his mentor was the one. So 
stock up because he's got a lot to improve to save like these relationships that he's he's trying to keep fostering. And then I love Mayday. Like Mayday was a yeah, dope in this. He's just a he's he's just a doting dad. So I say stock. So we up. got we, Mayday's kind of a she counts as one. So we got two there. I don't know. We can't go any further without talking about Miles since he's the star of the show. This is his movie. Yes. Um, stock yes. way up for him. He was fantastic yeah. in this. I love how he was just like better. Like he just knew what he was doing now. There was no like, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to walk you through. No, it was like five years later. He knows what he's doing. He's almost a little too yes. cocky. Like when he meets the spot, it was like a little too cocky almost. It was like, yes. Yes. and he got a little bit of, but he was fantastic. I love him. Um, he was great. He was great, man. His strong lead. Yes. He was funny. He was funny when he wanted to be. He was, he was, he was grounded. He was very serious. He knew what he wanted. He was kind of, he was a little conflicted. He, I love, I think part of the charm of just Spider-Man in general, no matter who it is, it's always that um, juggling, you got to do all like juggling real life with, I, it's almost like, cause all these Marvel movies now, if you look back like the live action stuff, everybody knows who everybody is. Kind of miss secret right. identities. I kind of, I kind of miss it. hundred percent. Right? So it's like, yeah. oh, you know what? This is fun. I forgot how much fun this is, especially a kid. Like in high in high school or going into college now, it's just kind of I gotta get for, I gotta be there at the meeting and then I got a, a test ready, but then my girl's back and you know I gotta save this world. <laughs> and there's a guy with dimensions who's coming to get me in the like it's so chaotic. It's so much fun. I love that. Shamik Moore reprising his role as Miles Morales, at, aka Spider Man. Again, I agree. Uh, what are you saying? Stock we- up. Everything that you said, he finally gets to settle in that. Peter Parker role of I have two distinct lives now. I can be a genius and make the most amount of money and make all these breakthroughs and kind of be the best brain ever, or I can do what has been thrusted upon me, right? Great power comes great responsibility. Live this life, be this hero, be the truth for these people who need a savior. But right, the through line in that is the anomaly and the whole kind of horcrux of this entire movie of. Do you belong and do you not belong? Are you an outlier? Are you an anomaly? Or was this destined? And what I really love about this movie is that weird question because essentially all Spider-Mans are freak accidents and whether or not they have to go through kind of, we'll get through the cannons and all that stuff down the line. But Miles kind of proved that he's like alpha Spider-Man because he kind of dummied like 200 Spider-Man. He's, uh, he's special. And they explain why he's special. Yeah, he he proved to be top tier. Mm-hmm. After like getting all of this emotional baggage to be like everyone that I trusted and I missed and I finally reunited with, like didn't want to tell me the truth. Like th- those are the, some heavy hands to be dealing with at his age. And then like we even talk about the family stuff, but we're getting the family stuff. When we talk we'll about talk about that when we get to this part. We'll also talk about yeah, Miles yeah. more because. <laughs> The way they stock up, yeah, oh yeah, stock up. the way they described how he got his powers and what he means to the multiverse, and really, really, really clever. I like that a lot. Yep. Excuse me. We can talk about that after. Uh, since we're talking about stock up, stock down, we're talking to people that were in the last movie. Makes sense. Ghost Spider. I'm not gonna call her Spider Gwen because I'm so annoyed. Like it's such a stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anybody like the Spider Gwen Monica? It's, it's stupid. It doesn't work. But she goes. She goes by Spider Woman. Yeah, she goes by Spider Woman. Not... But I like her as Ghost Spider. I think that's that, that's a okay. dope. That's because well, Spider Woman in this would be Jessica Drew. But anyways, it doesn't matter. She goes by Spider Woman too. I like Ghost Spider. 
That's how I was introduced. They're to all Spider Man in this. There's yeah. all they're yeah. all equally Spider Man. Some of them change the name, but fair. I get what yeah. you're saying. Um, yeah, go for it. Spider Gwen doesn't make right. sense because you. <laughs> Like it's like it's like saying, "Oh, Spider Coke." Gwen. There he is. It's like, "No, I'm trying to have a secret identity." Well, can okay. anyway, it doesn't matter. But I would trust. I mean, I wouldn't trust, but I would laugh at a Coke Spider. Coke, see, that's different yeah. though. <laughs> if she was Gwen Spider. That's <laughs> stock up, stock up. She's okay. a bit more grown in this. Not not as high as Miles. She's, it's more like a it's like a little bump. Miles is like way up. He was amazing in this. She was good too, but she was um, a little less charming in this one. Compared to the, comparatively yeah. speaking to the first one, the mystery, I guess because the mystery yeah. is gone, but she has her own stuff sure. to deal with too. And I like her arc and how she got yes. in. That was really cool how they, they came around because at one point she was kind of just not just a love interest, but she was the attraction to Miles. But then it's like, oh no, this is her her baggage over here. And I was like, oh, okay, that's yeah, that's dope. I will say stock up. She's finally fleshed out 3D. Yep. Um, she has way more emotional baggage this time around. She does a lot more kind of. Uh, punctuated moves like revealing who she is to her father which that was big. could which changes the whole dynamic she kind of signs up for i'm gonna call them the spider league even though that's not what they're called um and that was like a, a crazy turn she elevates herself from ballet shoes to uh teal chucks um i guess she has a boyfriend with a hobie or potentially i don't know what that's going on there but that's we'll see the benefits that they're all spider-man but um i love the fact that she went from not having a purpose to being part of a team to feeling like she betrayed kind of her closest friend and then had to become a leader because she's kind of the linchpin and will probably be one of the leading forces in follow-up movies. So stock up. They gave her a lot of shit to deal with. I didn't think she did it with everything successfully, but that's kind of the point of that, that Peter Parker dilemma, yeah. right? She's in her Peter Parkerness, yeah. right? Absolutely. Something's got to slip. Yeah, it's interesting. I like to remember that. I like to talk about where they could go after all this is said and done because there's, there's yeah. a lot of places. Um, Spider-Man Noir. A lot of multiverses. Spider-Man Noir. I could put it. It's an N-A. Stock down. N-A, stock down. Yeah, stock Same down. with Spider-Ham. Stock down. They're not in it. Penny stock down. is in it for a little bit. but Upgrade. But she's, you know, the three of them are kind of not really in it. So I, I put the like the N-A with them. So... I mean, they got to upgrade. Like Penny got to upgrade, though. Like she, does, she doesn't do anything. She's kind of just there. Oh. It's like, oh yeah, she's here. But uh, we've covered the five that were in the in the in the in the first one. So if we talk the original or six, if obviously it doesn't matter. Spider Woman, Jessica Drew is in this. New Spider. Oh, original Spider Woman, the one that we're familiar yep. with. Jessica Drew, she's pregnant too. That's that's pretty cool. That was that was from a run that they had in the late teens, I think. I never read it, but I remember that was a cool defining one. It's like, oh yeah, that, that's that's new pregnant superhero. I didn't read it, so I can't, I can't talk about it. But I remember, <laughs> I remember the costume, and I was like, oh, that's dope. And they got uh, well, you can go to the casting, but she was great. I thought she was really good. Oh yeah, give give your thoughts. You're saying stock up? Oh, she was, oh you she can't did, stock up. Was, stock we're down done stock up, stock down. We can just say good yeah, or bad. Yeah, no, I thought she was great. I thought she was great because she, you know, I, re- I respected her commitment and loyalty. Like that's she didn't flip flop. She's kind of like even though she was reluctant, like she may not have been mm. as hard as some of the others, but she was. Right. She knew what was she had to happen, right? So it was like, nah, let's remember she gave she gives Gwen like a pass at one point. It's like, listen, I'll help you out a little bit, but you gotta you gotta play ball, right? And when right. she didn't play ball, she's kind of like, all right, well. <laughs> 
Sorry, but this what yeah. happens. Uh, so I, I respect people like up. that. She had morals. She had a compass, right? She had a compass. Yeah. You... Shout out to the love, the lovely Haley Steinfeld. We didn't give her right. nods for stock yeah. up. Um, reprising her role as Gwen yeah, Stacy. Shout outs to lovely, lovely Issa Rae. Both lovely, both with her lovely, lovely. new role as a again pregnant African American Spider Woman. Up, a little heavy the bird movie too. She's, She's in everything. She got Issa Radio coming too, man. Capricorn, Capricorn, Capricorn. Um, I think a little heavy-handed with her being the maternal figure and also being a mother, but I understand it was needed. Uh, I appreciate that she had a moral card, but she was kind of like the feds at, towards the end, right? So her Peter Parkerness is being conflicted of, did she make the right choice? Is she with the right team? Is she with the right squad? Because throughout this movie, she's often telling Miguel that like, don't worry about Gwen. Like she's got this. She's got this. Like she's she's acting as a mentor, even though it wasn't best decision to bring on Gwen to the team. And then she's constantly kind of trying to clean up mistakes from other people that are, I guess, low tier on the team, not uh, high ranking. We don't get a lot of character development from her, but I think that's purposeful. Um, hopefully, we get more of her in the next movie. And I I just always had questions of where she's getting these bikes from because like she doesn't really care about them and she always just throws them all over the place, but amazing art style because she's so dynamically different from what we've got with every other Spider-Man who is singly their own kind of vehicle. She's coming in with a bike and just managed to turn everything upside down. So instantly like iconographical, I can't say that word properly, but if anyone wants to say it better, by all means, um, she's got a distinctness and a look and an appeal what you can say with a lot of these characters that pop off the screen, like all these characters pop off the screen and I love the animation for it. So uh, I'm, I wanted more of her, but I think that's in purpose because we're going to get more of her in the scene. I agree. I wanted more of her too, but I, I the exact same, I had the exact same feeling. I was like, no, it's just, there's room for her to, to take central role in the next movie. Um, you mentioned him. Let's get on to Miguel. 99. One of my personal favorites. Not from the movie, but just from before the movie. I have two specifically. He's a fan. Yeah, I have, I have two favorite Spider-Man that I've always had. Um, in, and they're in this. One of them's not. One of them is not. I thought Riley was your boy. No, Riley not that. No, Kane. <laughs> yeah, the, the other Scarlet Spider. Ah, uh, Scarlet. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. A, there's an image. I remember searching around Scarlet Unit. There's there was one image that of someone that kind of looks like him, but it's right. not. It's not. We can say yet. We can break the spoiler yeah. now. He's not in it yet. yet. There's no time. Ben Riley was was cool because like everybody liked him in the 90s. Don't don't jump yet. Don't you, well don't don't no, jump, no, don't saying, jump uh, yeah, we're not jumping. Okay. Miguel O'Hara. Spider-Man 299, Miguel O'Hara. He's uh this is a different version of him. He's not like this in the books. <laughs> he's not he's not a ninja vampire. He's not no. He is a ninja vampire, but he's not this intense. <laughs> like he's not quite this isn't it? Not like this. This is a different version, but that doesn't bother me. I don't. So the, when we talk about characterizations of everybody, like this is like Peter B. Parker is not our. It's not the Peter Parker from uh, our cartoon that we used to watch. Like it's different. It's just it's just different. This is the multiverse. Okay. Yes. So none of these versions. I like. I if there's any time, if there's ever a time to kind of make different versions of different people, this is the time. Because <laughs> there's a scarlet. There's yeah, a scarlet spider in every one of these. You know what I mean? So yes. it's like it's kind it's kind of genius. Yeah. Like it, it's 
everything is kind of different, but it's got the same yeah. tune. It's like I understand what Spider Man is, but there's so many versions of it. You can kind of find your own and kind of work with it. So and, and the interesting thing too is that some of these people aren't even versions of Peter Parker. Spider-Man. They're just different. Spider-Man. Completely, people completely right. So Spider Man, Spider Man, Spider Man. But yeah, Miguel O'Hara, Spider Man twenty ninety nine. He's the the foil. He's the he's the main antagonist. I was gonna say he is, yeah. isn't he? Which kind of sucks because yeah. he's he's in the first half. He's led to believe or kind of shaped to believe the hero or the assembler or kind of the one that brings everything together for all these Spider Men to have a home outside of their individual worlds and connect and I guess do. What they need to do, they're just basically closing whole portals, right? Like that's the reason for the assembling of this. And team. I can't, I can't right. call him a villain, but he is the antagonist. He's the, he's the contrarian for everything Miles is doing, like lit, like directly to Miles, which is kind of cool that they made that, like yeah. the, when they talk about the canon events and all that, and he's kind of like, I'm not gonna do one. He's like, you have to. Nope. <laughs> so yes. Yeah. That was good. That was cool. Also makes himself. On the alpha tier of Spider-Man, yeah. right? He's got to be one of the strongest ones, right? Yes. Like you managed to assemble all of these guys. Uh, you're you're coming with maybe one of the largest canon events because you destroyed a whole uh, multiverse yeah. by deciding to stay in a place where you didn't belong. I mean, that's I think anyone would have made that decision, especially if there was like a family and like a daughter attached. But that is that kind of snapped him into this weird totalitarian. It's got to be by the book, the rules, because everything is going to... Like, he's Doom Patrol. Yeah. Like, everything is dire. And what's the Doomsday Clock? Like, he's definitely waiting to count down to zero. Um, but I, I like sure. him because he's so intense. Like, he's drawn, kind of physically mm-hmm. intimidating. Um, what he's managed to create makes him that much... Like, I, I don't know if inherently all Spider-Men are geniuses. Like, probably not based on how many multiverse Spider-Men exist. But he's definitely up there because this is a futuristic... Like, they all came to his futuristic... They're in, I guess, Earth 928, and it's obviously the year 2099. Mm-hmm. So you can see kind of all the technological advances that they have and they get to utilize. Um, but he's a stick in the mud, and that's kind of hilarious when you have all the other Spider-Man who are funny playing off of him because he doesn't even know how to laugh. Yeah, and they're just yeah they're being all annoying, annoying, and he's just like, can you just just shut up? Like, yeah, I can't, I can't, enough, do it. I can't, I can't do this. Um, voiced by yeah, there it is. That was Oscar Isaac. in his third Marvel role. What do you think yeah. about it? Um, who else is who else is on double duty? Helly Steinfeld's got double duty yep. now, and. Not Issa yet, but you never know. And uh, when we get to Mahershala. Yeah, Mars is double duty, but Oscar is triple duty with Apocalypse, Moon Knight, and now this. Do we still talk about No, Apocalypse? he's covered all. He's got Fox. He's got Marvel Disney. He's got Sony. And he's great. He's, he's, he, he, he's got a very subdued, like stern, serious voice. I almost didn't even recognize his voice in this, which is pretty cool. Point of order. He's also got Disney. He's uh, part of the Star Wars. Oh, shit. He's well, got so. that, too. Yeah, there you go. Oh, you're he's on Lupita. He's on Lupita levels. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Don't you can't say Lupita it's without al- saying. It's almost like I need a. Well, yeah. <laughs> the one thing missing from it. Okay. Um. <laughs> who else we got? Oh, Scarlet Spider, Ben Riley. <laughs> <laughs> 
voiced by <laughs> like nine, 90s 90s Ben Riley too right because the way he's yeah. drawn is drawn like he's straight from like do I want to say image like levels like yeah with the help. big uh, with the venom the listener understands yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the Tom McFarlane like the yeah. bulging bulging muscles the hoodie that was cut like everyone thought it was the coolest thing since like coolest bed. thing yeah voiced by the the hilarious Andy Samberg, which makes perfect sense because he gets he just gets to be a brooding and like <laughs> all like sad and like uh, the gosh I had the saddest upbringing ever like he's just so dramatic the first the first time I heard him talk I was kind of like I don't I don't like this but then like you know the part I was like I don't like this this, this is weird but then I was, then I'm, it made sense I was like oh wait a second he's speaking like a nineties comic. And then the part where he's in, yeah. the, in the alleyway, he's like, oh, they were here. And he's like talking to himself. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it was like, I'm, look, I'm looking at this wall, nothing. Looking at this yeah. wall, nothing. Looking straight ahead. And it's just weird. T- like, it's That's like reading a comic. So these just overexpose everything. Like your 90s comics and stuff, even the older ones that just had like this wall of text up in the corners. <laughs> they explained everything. They forgot that it was a picture book too. And you could just pale with the, the pictures of what's actually happening in the, the action. But yeah, it was. Totally perfect. Totally perfect. And then again, I, I really loved his art style because he didn't fit in next to Miguel. He didn't fit in next to Issa Rae. He stood out. And he was almost my favorite for the characters that stood out. Um, I think my favorite is going to be, if you want to talk about him next, uh, Spider-Punk. I'm just going to get to him next, yeah. Hobie Brown. Spider-Punk is interesting because he is a relatively new version of Spider-Man. Like when, this is all based off of the old like the Spider-Verse comic book, uh, Dan Slott written back in the teens. And he was new for that. Uh, and Hobie Brown, if you don't know, is, well, he's our, like, I always say our, when I, when I say our, you know what I'm talking about, but for anybody listening, when I say our, I'm talking about like using the 90s stuff. So like our Spider-Man would be the animated series then. And that's where we know Hobie Brown as the prowler in that. So in this one, Hobie Brown is Spider-Punk. So I thought that was, Interesting because it's not Peter, it's not Miles, it's not it's somebody really different now, right? Yeah, it's not Uncle Aaron. Yeah, and it's yeah, the art style was crazy, insane, insane, crazy, and and constantly changing and evolving depending on where he was and if he was wearing his mask mm-hmm. or not. And I love that the in joke was all the characters understood how cool he yeah. was, and he just usually comes to save the day or be an anarchist, so he was always just dropping knowledge. Or anti-establishment, and, and he sticks to that. I even loved his. Yeah, I way. love his intro because they did the whole like Sex Pistols with yeah. the like cutout scenes and like the patches and the, and again voiced by the great Daniel Kaluuya, which so, I didn't like, even know. This, I, couldn't, this, I couldn't tell. You you couldn't hit that the he, as soon as I heard the heavy British, I was like, oh, the yeah, British, yeah, but no, bruh, bruh, I've never bruh, heard him talk bruh, like bruh, that bruh. deep before, so I was like, oh, okay, guys, getting it. So like, and for me, this is one of like the first things that I've got to hear Daniel be Daniel in, right? Normally he's putting on an act and right. an accent or acting into something. So the fact that he got to slip into something that he's sort of familiar with and understand this dense level of British lingo was amazing. But again, talking about the art style, and like there's certain moments where he seems like a cutout yeah. and he's just moving yeah. through. He's angular. Uh, they give him like kind of dreads he's got piercings he's unapologetically punk and un- unapologetically brack it's super awesome and like appreciated in this movie and this universe for what they're trying to get across because he ends up being the linchpin for what the next movie is going to be right like and he's one of he's one of two spider-man in this movie that really like that have that are from the comics 
but really this movie actually blew them up to a new level like it's like he, they really de- they really helped define him as his own character in this he was he was always his own character from the comics but this one just like gave him a real sharp personality he's one uh the other one will be spider-man india which is um uh what's his name Pavitter, Pavitter, Prabhakar. He's, he was great in this like Prabhakar. the redesign to him yeah he was yeah, was dope because before he just had the Latin pants For, and that was it, right? Yeah, and like uh, just a little like yeah in front. He, yeah, it's, it's funny when they did the side to side of like they didn't care about this character at no. all, and now there's so much love. The fact that they went to Mumbai Hatton, yeah, Mumbai Hatton yeah. <laughs> for that whole that was really that whole really intro. cool, like, really really cool. Voiced by uh, the hilarious Karen Sony. Uh, I love the fact that, like, I try not to work out too much because I don't want to put on too much muscles. My hair. I woke up. My hair He's was perfect. Great, great Just hair. Put a little coconut oil. <laughs> And he, like, I love how each Spider-Man gets to be a counterbalance for whatever reason. Yeah. His counterbalance is he's not into his Peter Parker zone yet. Yeah. Like, everything's still perfect yes. for him. He got bit. He got powers. He's got his girl. He's got uh, his life as Spider-Man. He loves his city of Moon Manhattan, which is an India version of New York. And his whole throwaway joke of, like, there's traffic here, there's traffic yeah. here, there's traffic here, there's traffic here, there's traffic here, which is a, a joke to, obviously, traffic in India. Um amazing right and so many little touch tones about like him talking about oh i always take time for chai and then miles hits him with like yeah i love a chai tea he's like chai tea chai tea you got real chai is tea (laughs) yeah what you feel like is not really a writer's note it's more of uh, an experience i guess in the culture of we're idiots for saying chai tea we're idiots for saying pan bread nan bread bread. (laughs) um another one actually i said two but I should have said three Spider-Man or Spider characters that really blossomed in this. I left it at Spider-Bite because I'm not familiar with her from the comics. She's brand new. Like, she's only five years old. She started in 2018. So the so the year they started working on the movie is her debut year in the comics. Right. They really threw her in. Not just threw her in, but they actually made her part of it. Um, and her name is Margot. It's not she. So she's another character as well. So this, now there's Miles, there's Peter, there's Gwen, there's... Um, ben Riley, there's a whole bunch of different, now there's Margo and she takes the world wide web literally so it's, she's part of that, so she's kind of like got this Tron like suit on and she's like yeah. there she's their spider in the chair, really <laughs> yeah, she's the tech yeah. genius and she gets like amazing scenes too, like she's, she's in it sparingly yeah. but she no, has important. the amazing scene of just trying on like different hairstyles because she's like she already admits that she's not even in this universe. She's kind of at home in her VR uh, setup, just eating Cheetos. Mm-hmm. Um, that and like her and Miles hit it off immediately. And there's a little spark that I enjoyed that I hope has a way of coming back in the third movie. Um, she's voiced by the lovely, lovely Amandla Steinberg. Uh, oh, Margot lovely, lovely, spider yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the moment where Miles is trying to go back home, quote unquote home. And he looks her in the eyes and they have yeah, a that kind of cool. close up of like, she could push the kind of stop button, the cancel button, you'll be stuck there, which ultimately we could discuss would have been a better decision. But because they kind of, they understand in this moment, like, I need to get out of here. It's not safe for me. She kind of lets him go. So I'm glad she's a new character. I'm glad she's included. Yeah. I just, again, like uh, Spider-Woman, like uh, Hobby Brown, like... Uh, is he Indian Spider Man? Spider Man India? Yeah, pa, uh, his name's Powder. Pa. I hope they, I I hope they get more heavy lifting in the third movie because you're proving how 
how much how interesting these characters are and even if they don't get heavy lifting in the movie i really hope there's fun runs with these new versions of these characters because i really love to see what they get to do uh those so those cover the like the main and more central side characters if that makes sense so we can we can buzz through the other ones a little faster but um there's the web slinger which is the wild west version he's the cowboy one kind of like Uh, grifter everybody's got the voice Voiced by SNL Killiam. Darren oh, really? Killiam. Husband of who's the agent that always rolls with Sam Jackson in the MCU? Oh, uh, Colby Smothers. Agent Colby Smothers. Oh, uh, husband and wife. There you go. Canadian. Um, yeah, he, so he, he, he's debuted back in like 2014 in an amazing Spider Man book. So he, it's just it's just Spider Man with a it's just a, it's a cow, old Western a yeah, yeah. with just the like kind of like, like I said kind of like a grifter almost thing. Uh, oh yeah, it is. yeah. Like, it's like grifter. they throw the spectacular Spider Man in there from the show. Did you oh, watch that one? I never watched yes. it. So that was a... I did with uh, who's the voice actor of that? Tim, uh, Josh Keaton. It was really, really good. good. Yeah, yeah, I think you told. I think I watched the first. I think the first episode was like Venom, right? I may have yeah. watched one or two episodes, but I didn't get through the whole thing. We should go back and watch that. Um, yeah, and then they reprise it and they give him like his own team with like uh, Nova, Power Man, right. Iron Fist, and like uh, White Tiger. Oh, that's and like good, they yeah. become like this new, like, and then they have like a Nick Fury thing. Like it's a whole thing that they're like, yes, it was good. It was good. Another one that was brand new for me, but made me think of you was Lego Spider Man. I love that. That's a cool, uh, cool addition. Do you know how that came about? Because it's not from the comics. Yeah, I heard I heard the story, but tell, no, tell you, the you tell it. You tell it. I don't, I, don't know the de- I don't know the details. There's no kid did it. I wish I had well, I didn't oh, okay. the receipts. So if, if you find the name for the kid, there's a, a young animator who loves Lego so much that he was recreating different scenes from Spider-Man yep. movies. Um, it got obviously put on the internet and the internet did what the internet does, but it got a hold of the directors and the directors reached out to him in the span of five years and saying, hey, we have a specific scene that you can animate if you will and take a hold of this. And he did and he made it into the movie. So like... Now what I've heard is his dad has already souped up his computer, bought him more software for him to really like in, employ this love and kind of this creativity. Because I mean, I don't think he's is he fourteen or fifteen? Right? I think he's fourteen, yeah. and he goes about does this. They even got um, the voice for uh, J. Jonah Jameson on this too. Yes, he was J.K. Yeah, J.K. Simmons. He was like that was a, and that was a cool little and it worked. It was just like oh. Like a spider, yes. he's got to call, he's got to call into like the the realm yeah. of spiders, the little yeah. sounds and everything. Yes, he's like, oh, thanks, Peter. You're our best. You're our best, yeah. Parker. And I was like, that was amazing. Like, I, it, really for cool. me as a kid and a lover, of Lego it was yeah. amazing. It fit perfectly because this is Miller and Lord who did the Lego yeah. movies. So that was a nice little nod there. Um, this young genius is named Preston Mutenga, um, and again created a shot for shot version of the trailer, and that's what basically his uh, portfolio into getting a. Uh, a role on one of the biggest movies of the summer. So I look forward to seeing what more they get to do or he gets to do because now like there's no ceiling, right? Like you just, you just shattered your, it's amazing. You know, you, that's, that's pinnacle. That's like your yeah. reality, right? Like I'm in the Spider-Man movie. I did all of that. His right? future is uh, bright. His future is bright. Especially if he sticks with Lord and Miller. They're, they bring him back. Uh, some of the offshoot ones, there's someone called Sun Spider. So that was when, when the first movie dropped uh, Marvel had right. like this little thing that was like, oh, fans, you can create your spider sonas. And one of them was designed, uh, she had um, Ehlers-Danlos syndrome and she was in a wheelchair. Okay. 
and her name was Sunspider. So they brought her into this movie, which is which is cool. uh, just a shout to sorry Nick Novicki plays uh, Lego Spider. Oh, thank you. So she's in this movie too. Sunspider, that's pretty cool. It's her name's Charlotte Weber. <laughs> Danielle Perez. They had. Not only did they have the spectacular spectacular Spider Man, but they had Spider Man Unlimited. That show was bad, wasn't it? <laughs> was, it, it was not was, great. Yeah. It was it was a short because that was that was the one that that, that was the one that followed our Spider Man, and our Spider Man yeah. ended abruptly. And I was like, "What is this? I'm not going to watch this." And they they go straight into space, and it's like, "Oh no, it's, it's not going to work." It's trash. <laughs> they had the bombastic Bagman when Spider Man was a part of the Fantastic Four. And he had the bag on his head. Yes, I did. That was that. Reed Richards. <laughs> oh, God. He was great. <laughs> Missed uh, They had. This was a cool nut from the Insomniac Spider Man from the PS4 game. Where they had the, yes, played by a Yuri Lorenzo. Yeah, the guy who does the voice in the video game. So he said the white spider, the white gloves. Um, that was the default suit for this for the for the game. When I heard he was gonna be it, that was pretty dope. And he has one little line where they're like, "Oh, they even got the games, the guys in the video games." And he was like, "He was kind of <laughs> in the middle." He's like, "What? You talking about me?" <laughs> that was really really cool. It was a nice nod. They had Spider Man twenty two eleven, so two thousand two hundred eleven. He's from a twenty ninety nine um, comic book. He's the one with the with the arms on his back. Remember, he, Miles is stuck to his uh, back. He's like what? Hide, hiding he's behind like, him. He's like, "What? What was on me? What?" He's right there. Get him. Yeah. Yeah. He's from he's from uh, Spider Man twenty nine nine comic. I can't remember. I think it was in the nineties. Uh, but he's Spider Man twenty two eleven. They had Spinnerette, which was the one more day storyline. Uh, the retcon. She was the one in the. It's a Mary Jane becomes Spider Man. She's she had the white suit with the with the red the red stripes and the just the mask the eye mask. Mm-hmm. And Spinnerette. They had Earth X Spider, which is just. Peter Parker in a cop uniform. <laughs> <laughs> Spider Cat was in this. He's also from the video games. Yes. He's from the 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 Miles Morales video game. Although he's not, he's not. He doesn't have spider powers. Suited up. No, he doesn't have spider yeah, powers in that game. He's he's just like a, at the end of the game you get this this or near the end of the game you get this. Um... Oh, you do get a suit. No, the cat doesn't get a suit. The cat, cat just gets a mask. But, okay. but he rides with you, and he's like, Pow! like he's part. He's you had to go find him from this. This guy that works at the bodega. And he's like, you got to find my cat. Okay. You find his cat, and you like, you come around with him, and there was a costume like later. That, yeah, that, that was kind of cool because I was like, where's? I was like, where do I know that from? Spider Rex. <laughs> Madness. Which is crazy. Like, how do you? What's crazy about that is because that exists. Yeah, it's Jeez. barely a year old, so I didn't even know about this. I was like, I thought they made it up for the movie. No. Mid two thousand and twenty two. He's legit. Is it? Is a prehistoric one where it's like venom. It's like Green Goblin was like a pterodactyl and stuff. Julia Carpenter's in this. So if you're looking like the second Spider Man, Spider Woman, that's the one with the iconic. She's got the black suit with the white gloves yep. and the hair. Julia Carpenter. She doesn't mm-hmm. do much, but she's from a Secret Wars thing. That was cool. Spider Monkey's in this. <laughs> that's when I didn't see that. The tail. Where's Spider Monkey? The tail and like the. I gotta watch this movie yeah. again. Just an excuse to watch it again. It's just it's just Byron with a tail and like his feet or hands. It was the, it was remember when um they had the Marvel Apes? You remember that run? They had so there's, yes, there's the Marvel zombies and they made Marvel Apes, right? Where okay. a monkey or an ape, that's that's yeah. where he's from. That was when we thought they were running out of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, is this it for comics? Yeah, this, is, this is why <laughs> this Marvel went bankrupt. Uh <laughs> Spider Wolf. 
so there's that there's the crossover that they did with um, like evil dead stuff so that's Spider wolf there's also this one got me really good which i didn't realize was real peter parked car yeah that, that and he pulled out of nowhere <laughs> and, <he's> like, <laughs> the, and then people jump in and he goes off he's like rc yeah, from toy Story. the car is real but he didn't talk in the comics it was just like spider-man's okay. like car which doesn't make sense got why would car. he have a car but like I remember that I remember that uh, when he was it was like Spider Man and Friends and it'd be Human Torch flying around and then Spider Man be like I can't keep up with yeah. this so let me get my car. But it's a way to sell toys at the end of the day. So. There was a Captain Spider. That's when Flash Thompson becomes Spider Man. That was the Spider Man with the bit of hair at the top and the, the Batman off, mask. Yeah. That's from an old. That's from the old old. Saluting. Yeah. Uh, Doppelganger. That's the Spider Man with like six arms and the teeth. He's a, he's a clone that went wrong. A nod to the the cartoon that yep. we love, Spider Armor, another one from the cartoon from our cartoon. That's this one with the steel with the steel armor on. He's from like the what I thought the Iron Man version of him yeah. would look like, right? Like they went with something more sleek. They went with like the comic book version, but I was expecting like a big bulky, yeah, base dude, like a War Machine. Like that's the War Machine for me. He's supposed to be like. bulkier, but I guess uh, is was the, the Future Foundation Spider Man. That was the one with the white and black suit. I really like that. Oh, that's really cool. Superior Spider-Man was in this. I don't know if you noticed him. That's the suit that's mostly black. It's black up to here. So it's auto, ah, right? <laughs> auto as Peter. I wish they'd given nuts. him some lines because that would be dope. That's He's nuts. the one that's like, it's his full thing. Is, well, we have theories. I have theories. So it's, don't it's worry. all black auto. except for the chest, shoulders, and head. The that's right. But everything else is black. That's right. It's a really, it's a cool design. Uh, and, and that's reverse of Scarlet Spider that you like, who has the top black and then everything. No, Scarlet Spider is all red. Red, no? Completely red. Doesn't he have the the black head and like black arms? Yeah, he's got some black in him, but he's he's basically yeah with the black arms and stuff. But he's um he's basically like he's almost all red, <laughs> more or less. But he's got the black he's got the black head and yeah, you're right the the, the mask and I think just a bit of the shoulders and then the fingers. He's got the he's got the finger gloves. He's got the finger. Kane as the market Kane. Remember that guy was crazy before he was Spider. Iron Spider was in this, so no one. The, the famous one from um, Civil War with the, with the arms on it. There's the, there's the Last Stand Spider Man. That's the one. Like he's got the the collar, the collar jacket. Yep. With the yeah, yeah, yeah. vest that goes across. Um, I think he that what was that? He didn't he kill Doctor Octopus in that one? That was like an offshoot thing. Uh, there's the big time Spider Man. I thought was, I thought it was Spider Stealth or Stealth Spider Man. That's the one where he's black with like the neon green. Okay. That's big. Time. That was like just an arc. I, I thought there was a stealth because there's a stealth suit one too. That, that yeah, was that from the game or is that from like when Marvels did that offshoot of like everyone has a neon suit now? Like everyone, like all their major players. Like I remember Ghost Rider and like Wolverine, all of these like Neo uh, variant covers and stuff. No, this was just this was a this was a this was just a this was part of a run. It was I think this was part of I'm pretty sure it was part of Dan Slott's run because he he wrote it for a long time and he just kind of had a. He would give them new suits all the time. Uh, there's the ultimate tarantula. That was the black suit with the six <laughs> arms. It's a real weird. There's the there's that crazy one, the spider side. He's from the Clone Saga. That was like he was kind of bulky with like he had the he had blue and red and like the, had a mouth through his mask. He was okay. <laughs> oh, okay. I know you're talking about yes. That was a little different. And yeah, there's there's a couple of ones I saw like this. They they are saying that. Like I said, I, there's like, oh yeah, I was like, there's no cane. 
there's no Kane. I didn't see Kane. I'm looking all over for every. Like, you got to watch this movie like five times to kind of catch them all. Five I times, used Den yeah. Geek to help me with this one, so so I was kind of going through their list. But um, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah, IMDb also lists um, Malala Windsor as Spider UK, voiced by the lovely, lovely oh, yes. Sophia yes, Barclay. Spider UK was in this too. That's right. She was in this. Yeah. And you didn't give no love to Metro Boomin, who played Metro Spider Man, and he got that one line of like, "Don't worry, he's got nowhere to go." My bad. He went out. That was those that they gave by That was cool. Leland Wayne, Metro, Metro Boomin, right? And he's yeah. on the soundtrack too, yeah. right? So, this is a treasure trove of Spider things happening, especially in this one space where I guess that's kind of in the climax where you get to see the world of Spider Man together. But uh, yeah, it's amazing, amazing, amazing. So we're like. 48 minutes into this, we haven't talked about the movie, we just talked about characters. Um, yeah, and we haven't even given like the rest of the voice casting in here, which is amazing. So, let me just run through that down as fast as possible. Um, also, we have reprising their roles, so you can say up or down for Jeff Morales and Rio Morales, uh, Brian Tyree Henry, and the lovely, lovely Luna Lauren. They, they were great, man. So up or down, man. They, had, they had way more to do in this one, especially the mom, though. She was great. Uncle Aaron, played by Mahershala Ali, gets to reprise his role in the last few minutes, which is kind I'm of amazing. Stock down just because he's barely in it, but that was cool. That was that was a, cool. It, it, it's a different Uncle Aaron, yeah. right? It's not his Uncle yeah. Aaron. Uh, George Stacy from uh, Boardwalk Empire, playing uh, sorry, Shay William Wingham from Boardwalk Empire, playing Captain George Stacy. Uh, Rachel Dratch playing Miss Weber, which is the teacher. And I'm going to give a shout off to Alt Miles Morales, played by Jarrell Jerome. Oh, this is a different voice, eh? Yeah. Is that? Spot, played by Jason okay, Schwartzman. He was dope. He was, amazing he job. was really good. Way to turn yourself from a degrade villain into kind of a Hall of Fame. Well, see, and he did that, but in, in our Spider Man 2, when they introduced the Spot, it was the same sort of thing. He was just this guy who got this power, and then he kind of, it was the same. A similar story arc. This one was better, but it was a, it was a similar thing where he kind of wanted to be taken seriously, and then his his portals ended up causing him just a mess of stuff. That's where Mary Jane went missing and all that stuff. It was all yeah. because of the spot, ah, and he was like British now. I am the spot, the spot. And this one, he's a little more like janky. He's like, this is my skin. Like he's just yeah. trying to. And way to retcon like his kind of origin story. Like I hope. Yeah, I hope you. <laughs> I hope we get to talk about that more. And even there's another nod to why do people say ATM machines, mm-hmm. right? The M stands for machines. Yeah. So there's constantly like this duality of like, why are we saying extra more yeah. than we need to? Um, also, a little shout out to uh, Lonely Island Renaissance Vultures, played by Homa Tapong. Right, yeah. And uh, the only other problem for Miguel, which is kind of the problem he needs, is is I guess a uh, Wi-Fi. Computer assistant Layla, played by Greta Lee. Lovely, lovely Greta Lee. We, we can give you more names because this is riddled. We can give you more cameos, which we will, because Donald Glover's in this, also playing Aaron Davis. His Prowler fit. Uh, it was awesome. Yeah, it was really, it was uh, cool. Catherine Heim reprises as Doc Ock briefly. Elizabeth Perkins plays May is and there, Quippy Spider Person. Isn't there a Molina line in this? He says they, they take part of his recording from like Spider Man 2, right? If there is, he's not listed in this oh, one. Okay. But there's literally there's twice as many people that just have their name and additional voices. Right, right. Um, and we're not going through all of that. Uh, I just another shout out to J.K. Simmons for J. Jonah Jameson because that was great. Just him, Parker, get yeah. in here. 
and Ziggy Marley as Lenny. I didn't even know that. <laughs> it was wow. awesome. They got a violin. Right. Yeah. It was great. They really just Jack they really just had it like just an invitation. Whoever took it was like, yep, okay, you're in. As long as they didn't put like Jack Black. Five, five years in the making, yeah. right? So as the animators and the directors were progressing in one direction, like, and I learned, like, I sent you a podcast about like the directors talking about how everything gets done. They lay out all the script first. And for the voice recording, it's anybody at that time, right? Like they just, the animators just need someone to record the voice. So he was like, security guards, like janitors were just doing all these different spider people voices just so they could lay the ground down before they actually asked kind of the actors to come in and be like, put your spin on it, right? But this movie's incredible. They didn't, they didn't ask Nank and Coke, so stock down for that. Third, third movie, third movie. <laughs> call our agent. Call yeah, agent. call Stab Boy. <laughs> Stab Boy has our number. Call okay, so I am actually, I saw this a long time ago. You saw it even longer, but I think you've seen it a couple of times, right? Yeah, I'd say it three times. So. I'm glad I waited to let this one soak in because I actually liked it less after I walked in. I was like, than I do now. I like it more now. I walked in, I was like, because it was the okay. Explain yourself. The plot is stupid, but the the characters <laughs> the characters are fantastic. So it's it's one of those things where it's yeah. like you got a kind of a wobbly house, but you have everybody in it is so interesting to me like i don't like the there when i said a lot of stupid is like there's basically nothing going on it's this is a long trailer it's a really really long trailer yeah. in the short and yeah. the way it ends on a cliffhanger i hate it i cannot tell you how much i hated that oh, i hated that it's so the much. empire strikes back it's worse than that though and it's worse than you can't even argue um to me you can't like the uh infinity war to Endgame. infinity war was its own movie yeah, that's one thing. There was a second part to it, but it didn't end like on a cliffhanger. It was like, okay, bad guy wins. It's done. This one's kind of like, you just watch this for two and a half or three hours, and we're just going to stop it here. It's like, son of a Our characters. Bit. That's not, that's why yes, this, uh, this, this, this is the only thing I'm complaining about, right? So that's how you know it's it's not a bad movie. It's just, I was like, our characters are in turmoil, and there's a lot of Easter eggs in that those final moments that I appreciated. But I can get how everyone's like, "This is not going to wrap up." Yeah, I was, I was a little. But annoyed. it's the type of movie that I don't want it to wrap that's up. That's what I mean. But that's what I mean. I, want, I would this. happily. This and this is the other side of the of the point. I would happily sit in the theater or couch for another two hours. That's how good right. the the characters are and how engaged you yes. get when you buy in with this. It's like, I don't want that. It's, I, I don't care. If it's been three hours. Give me two more. Let's finish this. I don't want to leave. Like that was, so when you see it as itself, it's kind of like, what is this? <laughs> it's yeah. Cause you kind of need the first movie for a foundation yeah. of who everyone is not completely, but the evolution of, the longing and the missing and the friendship and kind yeah. of these no, yeah. between specific. Yeah, you need it, and everybody is everybody's so interesting. There's nobody in this that's like, oh, I don't want to see this person right now. They're all inter- They're all interesting. They're all well written. So you, so you, you understand it, but at the same time, it's like, what have we accomplished here? We've accomplished like that. So it's almost like the the family stuff at the beginning. They could have probably cut out some of that, right? Even though that was good stuff. It's like because it does no. start slow, right? And I would, I'd argue. I'd argue that that's the one Spider-Man trope that you always need. You always need to see the family family dynamic, especially c- considering what the canon means now. You need to know how hard it is for him to kind of get on the same page with his family. And coming out the first one where he was looking for the connection with his father and kind of got that, this one was more the connection with the mother. 
So knowing what we know about what potentially could happen to his father, like there's more meaning within the family. Like Spider-Man is connected, ball and chain to whatever family he's got left. So you need that if you're gonna pull the heartstrings where you want to pull the heartstrings. Yeah, I just I thought that it was a little dragged out with the when when they got to the, <laughs> I agree, I don't I'm not like. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying when we got yeah. to like when Gwen this is my came opinion. into it and stuff like that rooftop thing, we didn't right. really need all of that. I don't think. But I mean, the, the movie's not bad, so it's not. I'm not saying that the scene was a that was a bad idea. It was just like I'm just trying to find ways of like how to take out a little bit from this just so we could make this a right. four hour movie in one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's you 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 really can't take out the protective mommy and uh overprotective uh father uh, unsure of this new uh snowflake in their <laughs> shining bucks. So the dad the dad uh, got a bit of shine in the first week. You're obviously right about the mom. She didn't get enough and she's a big part in the com well, in the comics she's she dies and he that's yeah. And he kind of that's it. That's his yeah. moment. So okay. I wonder if that's gonna happen a third one because they've given her now this big, um, like it, she's. It's obviously the audience. It's obviously the audience now. I was trying yeah. to figure out how to say it. It's obviously the audience now how important she is. Obviously, your mom's important, but in the first movie, she doesn't really do much, right? This one, she's yeah. very much a part of the first half, especially, and then even the second half. And this would be a, she's. It's just a different, like, right? different form because she gets to talk to Gwen now about how yeah. much she loves Miles yeah. and if she's important. And then the offset version of her when we go That's to that's what I meant. So you're but you were right okay. and you were right in both in both instances, yeah. Based on your theory, which is kind of cool cuz I wasn't thinking about that, it would be a good nod to No Way Home where they took the oh, man. Yeah. Aunt May as a canon. Do you want to talk about the canon now? Do yeah, yeah, the canon, the canon events. Because... So the canon event is something that has to happen in every Spider-Man. According to Miguel, it's a canon event is something that has to happen for Peter Parker to kind of make his full transit or whoever it is to be, to make their full transition to the Spider-Man thing. It's basically a traumatic event. Someone, they have to, basically someone has right. to die and then that kind right. of sends them on their path to be the, the best superhero they can be. And if it doesn't happen, whatever universe that, that Spider-Man is part of will crumble apart. It'll, it just kind of, which is kind of, I was like, that's, that's weird. Why? <laughs> Why does that just happen? It just falls apart, doesn't it? Yeah. All right. So that's why I can understand where like Whiting's kind of like third string on here. It's usually yeah. animation, voice casting, and then the characters writing. are amazing though. So that's My why it's kind of. Yeah. I get it. So like the first two are stronger than yeah. the third, and the third is writing, right? Typically, you want the writing to be one of the strongest. Oh well, yeah. not this, but that's a nitpick. My question is: Some Spider-Man have double cannons, or like they lose multiple people. So like, how true? There is like a little dialogue. It's like some have a little harder than others, and like some, but like it makes it seem like when they did that amazing. How do I? Like it was like a a, a spool or like a reel of all the Spider Man and all of their moments of when they lost their loved ones, and it's a great heartfelt scene because each Spider Man in the room goes to their moment when they lost their loved one. But for the audience, we get all these Easter eggs, so that's where we get to see crying Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield yeah. and I, and I yeah, laughed, so I. and then that's where you get to see heartfelt. What's the newest one's name? Tom Holland, and I was like, "Oh no, that was good," but like, Holland lost a lot of people. Um, Gwen lost, had the potential to lose too, but because of her heartfelt moment with her dad, she gets to save her captain and believes, okay, things can be changed. But she lost her Peter, right? So that's gonna be a heartfelt one. But some people have lost 
uh, uh, Uncle Ben, an Aunt May, and a Gwen. Like, there's Garfield lost Gwen and Ben. Yeah. Right? Toby's lost, I don't know, pounds. <laughs> but I, I, I didn't know how, like, how much, how law this canon rule was, right? Like, there seemed to be a lot of holes in it, and I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to the internet being like, actually, this Spider-Man over here didn't lose any. And then, right, the outlier is uh, Pavitor, who's Pavitor? Pavitor, 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 yeah. Pavitor who didn't lose anybody. He's kind of living his best but life. But he lost his whole universe. Right. Kinda. We don't, we don't know what happened there. We don't there. know yet. But see, we don't th- and this is the problem with, with this with this writing is it's almost like they shouldn't have mentioned that because the, in the explanation of it, they're like, every Spider-Man loses a police captain. Right. Specifically a police captain. I'm like, that's not... Yeah, that's not that's true. That's not even true. That, like, US live action movies, that's not true. <laughs> Only Andrew Garfield has that happen. The other two don't have that happen. It's like, well... Wait, did... Andrew Garfield lose Stacy, yeah. Stacy, yeah. and Uncle yeah. Ben. Damn! And they want to make the another sad. one of those films. That dude's depressed. Okay, no, nobody wants. Okay, there's like there's like a hundred people that want that, <laughs> and, they're loud. and they're, they're the loud. vocal minority, and they want this third spot. I'm like, why? They're also K-pop fans. So why? Have a lot why of are we doing this? Don't do this. K, K-pop sketchy. Um, the K-pop. <laughs> <laughs> but so that that kind of when they said that it's like I was to lose a police captain I was kind of like oh. <laughs> I was like do don't that. do that yeah, don't do say that, that. say Canada events cool you can just say every Spider-Man has a dramatic experience traumatic and that's a weird thing of them trying to include yeah. everything because you could say that and not include the live actions and everyone would have yeah. been fine but then you had everything but you yeah. wanted to make a note to be like we have to have everything included and it's like I don't yeah. know here. Someone's gonna poke holes at yeah. that. Maybe it's too. Maybe it's too geeks. In the yeah, scene. it's probably. Yeah. I pushed it aside at any time, but I remember when they said, "Oh yeah, everybody loses a police captain, and you just saved uh, Pavitor." So it's like, so his yeah. universe is crawling, uh, falling apart. I was kind of like, Cap- "Captain Singh." I was like, "Do we really?" Yeah, Captain Singh. That's right. I was like, "Do we really have to do this right now?" Like, can we just? Yeah. I know. I. You're I understand the speech this. because. Yes, but I understand the speech because it leads to the fact that Miles doesn't like the reality that he's given and the fact that he has to stay here. Like it it's that speech is building to essentially say, Hey Miles, we're gonna keep you as a prisoner here. And like the art direction is amazing because all those Spider Men are now moving closer to to Miles as he's he sees his canon moment, which is losing Uncle yeah. Aaron, but doesn't understand why more canons has to happen or why more people has to get lost. And the walls are literally closing in because they decide to put him in jail. It's also a genius moment because that's when Hobie appears again and he learns that the new power that Miles has figured out, that he has like this spark. He says that visibility now and he has like this electric Which spark. he does, which he has, he, he has that in, in the books and, and video games too. So it's, so he's got, yeah, he's like, he's got more powers than your, your average bear. Than the average spider, yeah. Instead of using the fingertips, he uses his whole hand and breaks free. And that starts this whole amazing chase where we get all these... Uh, cameos, but we get amazing. the the chase is amazing. We get kind of it. It's unreal because it shouldn't make as much sense as it does, and it doesn't because you're saying that he's the best Spider Man. The way that he gets away from all these other Spider Man, it'd be different if he was in like you know how they kept uh, escalating it, the the Sister Six. It was like Sister Six, sixteen, yeah. sixty-four, yeah. one twenty-eight. Yeah. If it was a room of that, I could believe that because Spider Man has to be the smarter of all these guys, but. 
they should all be on the same playing field. That's not my argument because I want to put Miles in the high tier with Miguel. All of that weird canon speech leads to the fact that Miguel can't let go that he was never supposed to be a Spider-Man. And that's that the, was cool. That's the plunge yeah. to the heart. Like that's the dagger. That's the you aren't supposed to be here. That's why you didn't get invited. That's why we don't trust you. That's why we're watching you. That's why we didn't tell your girlfriend that she's coming to see you. Because she wasn't supposed to interact with you. She was just supposed to watch Spot. And then the fact that even after that plunge to the heart, because already Miles and Miguel aren't on the best of friends or circumstances. Miles finds out that Miguel had already talked to Spider B. Barker and Gwen Stacy about this exact anomaly and why he doesn't belong. And like, if you my friend and you had a conversation, you didn't tell me that conversation. Damn. So that's what the movie flips again for me because the emotional intensity of like, I have to get out of here. There's no one to trust. The only people I trust are my family. And these guys are saying, I can't save my family. Fuck y'all. I'm going back to my family. And it turns into an even crazier chase. So that is, Um, that is, there are a few uh, plot twists in this. That is the one that caught me off guard. I, I saw the other ones coming. But okay. that one there was kind of like, why are they inviting him? It's like, oh, because there's a the spider that bit you, is from another universe. You've you've yes. cross pollinated the universes, and nobody's done that yes. before. And you're a freak for that. Yes. Like that's you're not, yes. and that's why you're Spider Man. Who was like Peter Parker Prime? Like if you compare him to all these yeah. ones, yeah, he Pretty died much. because you existed. And it's like that was like right. that's fucking dope. That's so cool. And it's like because even in the first one, wasn't that spider like freaking out when it was? It was yeah. like the colors. It, 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 it was like wow. Yes, they had this plan. So out. They, you 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 have to believe the writers at least knew where they were going. Okay, this is the one. Why? That's why it's amazing how they retcon Spot as the villain. It was like I was an original scientist in there, so I helped bring that original spider to the wrong place to start your origin story. And Miles now has the understanding of. Oh, he's going back to my time because he's after me. Like, this is uh, the escalation of the, I guess, countervillain, because I don't know if we're counting my, sorry, Miguel as the true antagonist or Spot as a true antagonist, but we'll say counter because there seems to be all these alternatives. I'm talking about the pairing between Spot and Miles. It starts off originally about Spider-Man being like, you're not even worth my time. You're not a real villain. I don't have to take you seriously. But in their separate journeys, they both elevate to better versions that now Spider-Man has to look at them as like, oh, you're a serious threat for everything, right? Like, and that level of obsession by Spot to understand like, oh, you don't take me seriously? I'm the only one you should take seriously. And this is how serious you should take me. Was just genius. Just genius. I haven't seen a maniacal villain to that level since Green Goblin from the cartoon. That's all. That was who was that obsessed? That just like I need to show this little fuck over here why I'm the shit. I'm your nemesis. Like with the first time he says that, it's like, man, yeah. who are you? Like, and that's when like bread falls yeah, out bread of him. Falls. <laughs> I'm your nemesis. You made me. Right? And he's got this nerdy voice. So and so caps off. Head off to like Jason. Jason Schwartzman. Who does that? Jason Schwartzman. Yeah. Because at the end of it, by the end, he's like talking. Yeah, his cadence. Yes. Yeah, like, oh my gosh. Him. It's like what the what the. And that, <laughs> And that fever yeah. dream that he has is all black and white. And like he sees what his doom could be. Oh man. Yeah. He's almost very intimidating. It's like, whoa. What happened to the nerd guy with the breast? 
this is this is kind of why the writing finishes third because the animation styles just lends you into the the sheer terror that Miles was going through, but the voice, the cadence, really really different. The, the pacing of how we started, we was like trying to fight them, and th- that fight sequence was, was really great. Cool, like yeah. he finally learns how to how to punch them through different spots and everything like that. But then he's like, "I don't even need spots anymore. Like I'm one full mm. spot. Like I own this universe." It was oh my gosh, really really cool. Like next level yeah. event. Oh. Really really cool. Yeah, and so the so the yeah like we talked. I was talking about the, the twists and turns. That first one where the reason why they don't want miles involved i thought it was like oh maybe because he's just not experienced enough maybe but then like no it's because you shouldn't even exist like you're here but you shouldn't be you're and we're constantly watching you that's crazy but then there's other ones where it was like he goes to the other world i was like well obviously like because they because they said at the beginning and that's foreshadowing so the the writing was clever it's not so much that the writing wasn't bad it was just the, the progression of the plot and this didn't really go anywhere it was like it did nothing 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 and then all of a sudden it did everything at the end and then you then they stop right but it was because yeah. they said at the beginning this thing here this portal here will take you wherever universe matches your spider dna and they're like this spider from this universe bit you so obviously as soon as they said that i was like He's going. He's going uh-huh. to the spiders dimension. So I knew that was that. So as soon as he got there, I was like, "Yeah, he's he's not in his own home." And then like I'm like, and then it, I'm and then it felt different. It did feel different, yeah. And I'm thinking in my head, I was like, if he's in his own, if he's in a different world, that means there's gonna be a miles there, right? Like I was thinking, I was like, there might there's gonna be everybody's gonna be there. I didn't think that miles would be that miles would be the prowler until I saw the prowler. I was like, oh, it's gonna be miles. And then so I knew, like it was like you kind of could see it coming. So that was it's not that not that that wasn't clever. It's just I was ready for that, and then I was like, "Well, obviously, right. obviously, he's not going to kill him." Like, there's, <laughs> you know what I mean? so it's well, like, well, there's two things. Two things I loved about that. One, the fact that he's not evil Miles. Nope. He's just Miles without right. a father. Yeah, he's not. Yeah. This is this is this is, this is a world without Spider Man. To be fair, so, you're right. We don't know anything about him now. It's just he's the problem. Nope. We don't know what he does. So I don't. I don't like some of the internet's like it's evil version. It's like it's not evil version, and don't and don't say don't say that because he's got two braids. Like no, no, no. Like this is just how he runs. He's got no yeah. dad. And two, the TV had a line of dialogue that said the Sinister Six was out again. Oh, see, I so missed that. I my that. mind was thinking like, who would be in the Sinister Six that would be good for a twist on this world? So in my head, there may be a version of Peter Parker who ends up being one of, like he could be a vulture right, or a scorpion yeah. or like take up that cadence or uh, other levels of uh, villains that we never got to see because if this is an alternate rule, world you can kind of turn it upside down you don't have to go yeah. by what we're, our expectations are you can really have fun with it so like that's an exciting if he gets to fight sinister six i don't know if that's confirmed or not but that's just a line of dialogue but as as intricate as this movie is it wouldn't imagine throwing the sinister six on top of everything you already have yeah because eventually the the spider team has to come find the correct world um his well gwen's spider team has to go find the correct world and i guess uh, Miguel's spider team has to find the correct order. right so who's in each they have so they brought they brought back Penny and Noir right. and Ham dope can't wait to see that yes. that's <laughs> that's gonna be great so they're part of spider there's they're part of Gwen's team along with right. Pavater and Hobie Hobie that was the, that was the collection right yes and like the cameo is while Hobie is walking through the initial what do you call it back channels of 2099 right like the yeah. 
Spider headquarters. He's pulling things from different parts, and nobody knows like what he's doing. He's just breaking. He's such down. a punk. He's... But he's <laughs> so he's collecting yeah. things for the watch that inevitably that Gwen needs. So it's it's kind of amazing. yeah. He's so anti. So I mean, I he, and he, so he really is a, a a punk. I love that. Maybe I can change him and make him just like a a good man. No, there's no changing him. He's always gonna. Be I like that when he's when he's being. What a dreamboat! Like you were saying that before when he's when he's stuck in that in the in the shield and hope he's just like use right. your hand, and then he just yeah. leaves. <laughs> he's so, he blows his shield up. He's kind of like he's, I'm. A, he's, he throws his watch. He says it's like anti-establishment shit. He's like I don't want to be part of this yeah. shit either, right? Because you see that too. There's a moment where. Like all the spider people have to choose whether or not you're going to run with Miguel or see what's like the writing on the wall. Because Miguel's like, this guy's the outsider. He's not one of us. Yeah. And like, if anyone should understand what being like an outsider is, it's Peter Parker. Yeah. So the fact that like you're now part of the like the mob and the like the the goon squad that you want to like just be like, this is the outlier. Ugh. And it only took like only like three or four of them was like, Ugh. like even Spider Woman Issa Rae is just like. It's a little, yeah, much, it's really a little yeah. They were, were turning up a little. Take it down, take it down. You're at like a nine. Bring it down. And that was the weird thing about seeing what? Peter B. Parker like part of that group that was chasing. I was like, okay. my Peter wouldn't do that. <laughs> you know, like you like you because he because he, he, he's a boy scout, right? So then when he tracks him down, it says that right. speech like you talked about at the very beginning. Right. I was like, okay, I get it. So he's kind of in the middle, but then he knew about like, man. He wouldn't do it, but he'd be there to talk about it. He'd be like, okay, this is why I think, like, this is, we should keep yeah. him in, right? Like, because. Yeah. And that whole line about uh, the day pass that he gets in there. Like, oh, they make those for adults? Like, there's all these, like, little in jokes that he gets that are amazing. Because his daughter has the same guest pass that Miles uses when everyone else has the cool wristwatches. Um, I feel like Peter B. Parker would still be part of that team because he understands what's at jeopardy. Well, he, he suited like, up, he, right? Yeah, like he he was the call to action. Like he wasn't supposed to be the spider to help save them in the first one, but he sucked yeah. it up, literally and figuratively, because he had a lot of spider gut. And that bagel, oh, and that one little thing, like, you threw a bagel at me. I just yeah. remember that. The, the whole bread thing makes more sense. Oh, the bread. Uh, <laughs> so if I'm if I'm Miguel, everybody that's connected to Miles has to be brought in because I need to understand your role in why this guy you think is special. So he'd be sitting at the table. Now his decision not to tell Miles was, I think more of a hand of Miguel. Cause Miguel's not like, Hey, just go to that time and explain everything. Like keep no contact. It was only when spot kind of got it. This is a weird kind of mind fuck. Like if Miles took spot more seriously, there'd be no problem, but he'd never mm-hmm. see anything on the other side. But if he didn't be a Spider-Man and not, have fun with it and kind of be like crack wising and be like, I got no time for this. I'm gonna have a patty. How much for this patty? It's free. Well, actually, you should pay me for that patty and like play around and then try and ask his roommate to help him. It's like, no, nah, I'm not gonna do that. Are you wearing my J's? Yeah, no, you're not wearing my J's. Take my J's off, right? Like, all that's Spider Man, like, all that's through the pages. Like, we laugh through Spider Man trying to deal with these villains that he should be way more scared of, but ends up finding this level of confidence and uh cocky it's not really cockiness it's like a like this era of i can do no wrong just because i know my power set like i'm the web slinger like i'm the chosen one like the only way i can get this done is to have fun in this right so it's weird if he took his job seriously day one he wouldn't be in this problem but if he 
did, he wouldn't be Spider-Man. So is the writing good or is this just us really like feeding? The, it? No, the writing is clever. The writing is good. It's it's just the plot progression for me. It's There's a whole lot of nothing in terms of plot progression. And then, like there's, there's good writing. There's, there's every, good dialogue. There's good and, writing. It's fun. It's interesting. The characters are great. But a whole lot of nothing happens. And then all of a sudden everything happens and then everything. it stops. And that's that's kind of what pissed me off when I was watching. I was like, man, like you gave me all of this, which is great, but didn't go anywhere. And now everything like packed the last half an hour, everything goes everywhere. And now we're stopped. So it's just a setup. It was like, you just set me up for the second movie. So that it's a conflicting feeling. Cause it, the movie's really good. It's really interesting. It's really engaging, but then it just stops. It like, just as it starts to get going, you know? So it was kind of, I don't know that. It's funny that they gave, it's funny that they gave you everything everywhere all at once. It's almost like they had a multiverse of madness. You gonna keep going? The f- well, I have the Flash, but we don't watch that. So, <laughs> Lego. Are movie. there any Spider Man in here that you'd want for the next one? Obviously, Kane for me. I haven't seen him yet. I want to see Kane. Was there any other any other ones that struck? You? I'm surprised they didn't do any uh, Spider Carnage. Oh, oh Spider that's right. I was I was thinking that too when Peter goes nuts. Yeah, yeah. Spider Carnage yeah. is a good one. But the fact that. You- the fact that you told me superiors in there and he didn't say anything, like I want to see more of him. Uh, remember, there's, there's the there's the Japanese Spider-Man, the one with the guns. It's a live action thing. It's a live action thing where he's like, it's just it's just really? basically a guy in a Spider-Man costume. He's got like no spider powers. <laughs> Are you talking about like it was a like a yes. 1970s TV yes. show? Yeah. Okay. Yes, I did. Talking that about. would be dope. <laughs> I mean, that'd be interesting. Oh, they even gave us a 1960s Spider-Man swinging. He's like, oh, yeah, they did. And like, that's right because. He's 2D. He just swings right by. Oh, that was such a good joke. There's so many. It's so well crafted in terms of it understands the Spider-Man lore, especially in that packed space. Uh, shout outs to Phil Lord, Chris Miller, and David Callahan, who written. Uh, again, we're giving written the lowest tier, but uh, they changed directors for the second movie. So we have Joaquim Dos Santos, Kent Powers, and Justin K. Thompson. And even with our complaints. It's still a very well-crafted movie because the animation blows the lights off everything. And this now became the bar to everything that like Pixar's been doing, DreamWorks wants to do, any other movie house. Because this came out and then Elemental came out. And I don't know if you saw the trailer for no. Elemental. It doesn't look like Pixar's swinging in the right direction. If you've seen the kind of uh, face views for what Lightyear looked like compared to all the rich faces... Like, just the scene of the party on top of the rooftop for Miles' parents, and you get to see all these browns and, like, mulattoes and, like, different skin tones and, like, people different ages and stuff like that. Like, close to soul, but not as good. Like, the attention to detail in faces is amazing. You can get into, like, Spider-Man, but the evolution of the craft of animation is exceeding what we've been fed. So, like... If Sony's putting you on fucking notice, wake the fuck up because this is what we're looking for now. And we were saying this from the first comic or the first comic movie because they were doing all that fun in paneling and pop color and they were playing with the sound and stuff. But they elevated that so much more like it's kind of a Godfather to Godfather 2 evolution. And personally, I love Godfather 1 more than number 2. But I understand. Which is a good evolution of 1. Absolutely. 100% agree. And, and can completely understand why anyone can argue that this is a outstanding sequel that may dwarf the original. You, you can make the uh, argument 
any day, and there's amazing reasons because you have Al Pacino and you have uh, Robert De Niro in kind of their maybe peaks. This kind of has the same sort of feel of we didn't know what we were expecting from the first one, which was Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. They didn't even know what the Spider-Verse was going to be. And then across the Spider-Verse, again, plot holes, sure. But the animation elevated everything that you could possibly expect from a movie that's breaking boundaries in a span of three years when all we've been getting is multiverse, 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 multiverse. I'm so, I'm so, I'm so sick of multiverse. <laughs> so this is the one that does it right, but, but I'm like, I'm just so sick of them. I don't want to see anymore. And that's my question. Tell me this isn't the best one of all the ones I named. Everything everywhere is up there. It's good. Up there. This one, this one's got the backing of the Spider-Man stuff. Anyways, I, I was looking up recency bias. Yeah, recency bias for sure. I was looking up some other Spider Man that I didn't know. There's okay. Spiders Man, which is a bunch of spiders. <laughs> it's spiders that yes. wear the suit. Yes, I remember seeing yeah. that shit. Oh, I hope he's there's the best spiders. One. And it's so creepy. Yeah, it's weird. It's, so it's basically a bunch of spiders <laughs> absorbed his consciousness and they dope spider so, Spider so Man from 1980, huh. where. Um, Aunt May's the one that gets bit. So it's like Aunt May. May yeah. like, she's got like a little apron <laughs> and shit. And I talk about Japanese Spider-Man. There's also Spider-Ramen. Spider There's a bowl ramen. of ramen noodles mm-hmm. in a in the bowl is a Spider-Man themed bowl. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a one shot from like 2020. It's so stupid. Pretty I was just gonna say, you talk about Spider Ramen. They made a nod to the Spider Burger because he, when he's running in the cafeteria, like he yeah. steps on the Spider Burger with the crazy bun and everything. That's right. I don't yeah. know how real though. I don't know if I remember that, but awesome. Because when I see when I see like Spider Verse, yeah, I think of Morlin. That's what I think of right away. Because huh. they could. Because what I think what they need now, although they've already got the spot. What they have now is they need like a unifying force. Is they need something that the Spider Man will all team up. They'll kind of join forces because Miguel and, okay. and Miles are over here, here right. and here, far apart. Mm-hmm. Calling enemy brings them together. I guess they're just gonna use the spot. Why wouldn't you? He's he's supposed he's to be the alpha now. But I would. I thought it'd been cool to see Morlin in here because they're not going to. But it'd be cool to see him because he's the whole. When the Spider Verse event happened in the comics, he was the whole reason, right? Vampires okay. were going sure. around just sucking up all the Spider Man energy, right? That's their whole thing. So. I mean, if they're going to do it, uh, okay, so like I have three three thoughts. One, yep. I already said the Sinister Six because I, I thought I heard that. I think it's dope. Two, if you're doing Sinister Six, I'd love for you to do the same thing that you did with the live action characters. So if you find a way to squeeze Jared Leto in this and uh, Taylor Terry Johnson, uh, I'd also laugh at that. But um, <laughs> I think it's time now. Why don't we just go get Mephisto? <laughs> what? Where's Vision? <laughs> where, is, where is where is vision i haven't seen that guy in so long man he better be in secret wars. he better just show up at the last episode of secret wars and like big blue beam everything where's vision at that's a lot that's the real question where's vision we can ask more questions but here's the real question what are you ranking this how many bottle caps are you give this because this is not what a bottle cap in this but this is not a bc episode but this is a distinct spider-man like you know it's better than the first one fair uh, Oh, 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 okay. So let me rearrange my question. Is this the Godfather 1 or Godfather 2 for you? Break your... Godfather 2. But you enjoy Godfather 1 more. I know. 
Well, I just had let... I think I like the first the first one I think I like, but I've watched the first one multiple times. I've only seen this one once. Okay. So it does need some more views and I want to watch them back to back. I didn't get to do that. So but the first one is in cohesive my, in my mind is makes sense. It's, it's a slightly higher. Contained and the charm between uh Shamik Moore and Jake Johnson shines. And I like how half and I like how half the movie was just Miles. And yeah. then the other Figuring ones came in afterwards. I yeah. like when it's just the Spider Man. The multiverse stuff is cool for Easter eggs and it's fun and it's everything, but it's really not my favorite trope, especially nowadays. Um, but what I liked about this one is that they're not all pe- just different versions of Peter Parker. They're all right. actual different characters. That's really, cool. really cool. So that's when you say this is one of the better multiverses, yeah, absolutely. I think it's probably the best one. Uh, I, I was I was saying that everywhere, everywhere, all, everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once, whatever the that name is <laughs> e-e-o-y-o-e yeah that one <laughs> that's a really cool, cool i didn't even get it right <laughs> e-e-a-o really but it's it's just different what? versions of the same people right this is i don't know this oh, the is number Spider-Man? one in terms of multiverse stuff dr strange would be way at the bottom because that was a shit movie but yeah, it's weird. The only way I could rank this higher is if I get to include the animation style, which I can't because that's the cheat code. Like, cheat I code. think this movie is fucking beautiful. Like the way they open, the way they open Sten, like uh, Gwen's world, and it's all like pastels and like watercolors and everything, and like she breaks up with her band. Like, what the hell's going on here? This is every, every world looks gorgeous, like, wildly different too. It's and if I can include the kind of fun teaser at the end which is where miles meets miles and yeah. that's that's really more a payoff that's going to happen in the third movie so I, again i guess to your credit you're right the first one is better but i'm glad this exists yeah oh absolutely yeah this is not a bad movie by any means that's, that's no. the thing it's like it's like godfather and godfather 2 you brought up are either one of them a bad movie no yes godfather and godfather 2 godfather 3 I didn't say that. <laughs> Listen, you always have to reference Godfather Three. Don't put a hex no. on Spider Man Three. Spider Verse Three, okay. We were talking about how hard trilogies are, and we have Deadpool Three in the works. What were they thinking about Godfather Three? That was just like went. Yeah, did you not hear the stories? Like, what? But, yeah, did you not hear the the stories with Coppola? Coppola was trying to bring back uh, Higgins, which is uh, what's his face, Robert Duvall. But money issues. Rob was always like, you got to pay me as much as De Niro, which makes sense because he wanted De Niro yeah, to face off against Higgins. But no Higgins. He's like, what am I going to do? And as you said, incest. So you have Sonny, Sonny's kid making out with... Uh, with a... Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a... Uh, Michael's kid? Yeah. Coppola's? Yeah. And that's Coppola's daughter? What's the actor's yeah. name? Um, the guy from Ocean's Eleven. Garcia. Andy Garcia. Yeah. He's like annoying in it. It's yeah. like... Well, he's young. They yeah. they all can't be the untouchable. But yeah, how is Godfather one and two up here, and then Godfather three? Just... How many trilogies can we say that for? A lot, probably a lot. It's by uh, Turtles. Oh man, <laughs> we got a new one coming too. We're all over the board now. Yeah, that's okay. We're you know what? We're nobody cares. <laughs>